When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is the Tuesday edition of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071. Good morning. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Do it. Do it. Good morning, no, I need everybody. To... Good morning, everybody. All right. Let's circle up, team. All right. Everybody put your hands in. Don't forget it's a confession Tuesday, everybody. Now, mm-hmm. Donna. Yes. I want to say something. All to you. right. You've been saying things. I. You had questions mm-hmm. off on the side that uh-huh. make for great Facebook questions. Sure. Second week in a row. A lot of good Facebook questions that I noticed off, <clears throat> excuse me, off to the side. Uh huh. But not a confession question. Mm. You know, didn't seem like a confession where we want somebody to reveal something. I kind of see one that would work really, really well. Which one? What the trend? The first one, yeah. What trend do you secretly wish would come back into fashion? I don't know if that's like a, hey, I need to tell you something. All right. I have a secret. I really loved clogs. I mean, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I really love banana clips. Yes, me too. All right, well, dang it. Maybe this would have made a better question. So then, <laughs> I'm looking at these and I'm thinking, I feel like we need something a little, a little toothier. For a confession. Now, I did this last week, and it went over like a lead balloon. I don't know why I did it, but I did it again. Okay. Coming off of yesterday's confession that I made, which uh, you can see play out on the MyTalk YouTube channel, yesterday's College of Pop Culture Knowledge, they made a big to-do about my poo. And so the question is, what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? Like, if, you, if you're if you at a party with friends and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, let's go around the circle. Yeah. What's the most embarrassing thing that you just cannot shake the memory of? You remember mm-hmm. it so vividly. So that's our Facebook question today. Thoughts? Okay. Um, well, I am going to practice what we learned when we did Project Down and Dirty oh, Improv. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Great. Thanks, Donna. You're welcome. Yes. And I think um, okay, it could be something small. It could be something big. It Absolutely. could be something recent. It could be when you were a kid. We don't care. We don't care. There you go. How was that? That was really nice, Donna. The new me. I want her here more. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's coming up today at 1130, hour three, if you're listening on the podcast, and you can go to our Facebook page and answer that uh, right now. Okay. And the other thing we have going on on the website, mm-hmm. super fun, we have a My Talk Impressions contest. Now, don't let us down, mm-hmm. because in the same way that I fear every time I'm behind a Facebook question and uh-huh. it goes over poorly. Yep. We thought this would be really fun. Let's get some people to um, do their best impression of Donna, of Jason, yeah. of Julia, of Lori, yeah. of Colleen, Bradley, Steve, mm-hmm. Don, yeah, Holly, yeah, whoever. Yeah. And uh, it would just be fun. Like, you don't want to, come on, don't you want to do an impression of Kenny? 
You can do one now, and you could win an opportunity to be on our show. You'll get a lot of fun My Talk swag, and it'll be fun for us to go through and figure out who the finalists are. Listeners can vote. It's the My Talk Impressions contest. Show us your My Talk host. Please do an impression of Kenny. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Wouldn't that be the one that you really want to hear from the yes. most? He has already uh. said, uh, I did not sign off on this because... Um, there was a promo running for it, and the, oh. the morning show was like, what's this? Did B. Arthur not tell us about this? What is that? And I'm like, oh, it's John and Steve's thing. You know, they thought it would be fun to do Uh-oh. it. So that's the deal. And um, Kenny was like, I did not authorize for anyone to do uh, an You know, it's funny me. how this did birth. So we were talking about Sebastian Maniscalco. Someone did an impression. Then Don mentioned that there, Sebastian was on a podcast, and people sometimes would call in and do impressions of them. Yes. And then we thought, it'd be kind of funny to hear listeners' impressions of us. What do they think we sound like in their heads? And you don't have to sound like our voices. What are our mannerisms? What do we say? What's our yeah. personality? But then when we launched it, like, Millennial Hannah immediately said, this is a fun mm-hmm. idea. And then they really didn't um, spread it out to the all of the shows. They just said, like, Don and Steve, you're going to choose the winner. And it just suddenly was a thing. It really moved fast. And gosh darn it, now we've irritated Kenny. He was probably already irritated, <laughs> though, right? Oh, oh yeah, he was yeah. born irritated. Something else. Don't you think? I bet he was born with a cigarette. Out of his mouth, his mother at the end is like, "Ouch! What was that?" Uh-huh. Marble twenty-seven blend, hun. Oh, Kenny. Anyway, so we have that. He's so you can good. go to uh, mytalk1071.com and uh, easily upload your impression. Shoot it on your phone. Shoot it today. If somebody gets yeah, it to us by the it. end of the show, we'll play it on the air. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, did you guys hear Prince Harry has a new job? No. no. He's an executive of a Silicon Valley startup. This oh. is coming from Page Six. I, you know, I get little alerts like. Hey, this happened, or so-and-so's divorce is final. Hashtag Bethany. Um, But So I got this alert, and he uh, has confirmed that he will become Chief Impact Officer of BetterUp, Inc., an online coaching and mental health firm. This is right up your alley, Steve. So what do they do? Is there there like a... He creates impact in people's lives. Yeah, okay, CIO. Mm-hmm. You can put almost any letter in between the C and the O nowadays. I guess so. He said proactive coaching provides endless possibilities for personal development, increased awareness, and an all-round better life. How much does it cost to hypothetically sign a friend up? <laughs> could you do that? Could you just submit? Yeah. You couldn't say no to Prince Harry. Yeah. Oh, Hello, Donna. Funny. It's time for our weekly call, dear. Yeah. Harry said he's personally been using the app and a coach for a couple of months, and he was matched with a coach who he said is really awesome, has always given me sound advice and a fresh uh, perspective, which is valuable. So he thought, I want to buy into this. Okay. And he said, it's a meaningful and meaty role. Well, he didn't say that, but the the CEO said Mm -hmm. it about Harry. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. CIO. Mm-hmm. That's like how Elon Musk changed his title. Everybody's changing their titles. You What's can't just going have on a, with that. I don't know. He's just a weird man. I mean, he can do anything he wants. He has so much money. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be one of the smartest people on the planet, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, he's the techno king of Tesla. By the way, that's his new title. That's techno so king. dumb. And then someone else is the chief of coin or something like captain yeah. of coin. Oh, something yeah, weird. something like the king of coin. King of is it the king of coin? Yeah. 
I like oh the alliteration. God, don't get me wrong. That's hilarious. I think he is probably one of the smartest guys alive, and probably also the weirdest. One, of, yeah. Like There's a price for that smart. Yeah, like we need to keep our eye on him. What's, it, what's his wife's name again? Hmm. The Grimes. Artist? Grimes. Grimes. Yes. Like, what does that mean? Grimes. <laughs> oh, this is funny. I did a little dive into her music once just to see. Is it good? Uh, it's definitely a different mm-hmm. kind of music that I can see some people would really dig. You know? So not It's like electronic jam. type kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very. Um, EDM? Is that what it's called? Sort of, but. She has a good voice, and it's just not my thing. I just use music to like pump me up and work out too, kind oh, of. You know, nice. yeah. I can't, speaking of music, and I know we have to go, but I'll just tell you this. Yeah, I listened to "Starting Over," the Chris Stapleton latest album. Yeah, about ten times <gasps> over the weekend. It is oh, wow. so good. Like, oh, is it? There's not a bad song on the album. Not There's not even a mediocre song on the album. What a beast. Uh, he's just so good. They, oh, now she's finally stopped listening to Taylor Swift. This is that's a good thing. Positive, I yeah. did do... I did. That's uh, funny you say that, because I went to go listen to Taylor. Excuse me, Taylor. And I went, you know what? No, I'm going to listen to Stapleton today. Ooh. And tomorrow. And oh, Monday. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> By the way, let's let's go to break. But Panda said on Twitter, I'll do an impression of Kenny. I'll just leave the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is funny. That's All right. Awesome. See, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we have got a grab bag of things that make you go, huh? Here's something to ponder, a little music trivia for the break. This duo is the only group or artist who have had 50 Billboard, uh, excuse me, the can I try it again? We're not. Do we do this live? We're, no. They'll edit it the, out on the we'll podcast. Sync this mm-hmm. part. Okay. This duo is the only group or artist who've had a top fifty Billboard hit in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands. See if you can figure that out. We reveal that answer and more trivia when we come back. It's Donna and Steve. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. When did you get here? I've been here the whole time. Hey, I want to oh. talk with you about my underwear again, if I may. Oh, God. All right, listen. You know that I love my chill boys. They are bamboo boxer briefs. But here is what's happening. I've loved them from the first time that I put them on my legs. Instantly felt the difference. So cool and so comfortable. So now, anytime that I have to put on some stupid underwear Uh that aren't chill boys, Uh I feel like an idiot. You should. You should. They are a local company offering great men's underwear. But can I point out, Steve, that Mm -hmm. um, ladies, if you're tired of thongs making you feel like you've got a constant wedgie, (laughs) might I suggest you get yourself a pair of soft bamboo boxers from Chill Boys? I've always said that I would never wear a thong, but I'll tell you this. If my buddies at Chill Boys made a thong... I'd try it on. I'm just saying I would try it on. Hey, if you want more information, you can go to chillboys.com. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Thank you for listening to My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment with Donna and Steve. Producer John McClain also here with you. And now some things that make you go, huh? Here comes big introduction. Things that make you go, huh? Okay, before the break, we had a little music trivia. Uh, this duo is the only group or artist who've had a top 50 Billboard hit in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Six decades. Any guess as to who that duo would be? Simon and Garfunkel. 
Simon and Garfunkel uh, is her answer. Dawn, would you care to play along? Uh, when did they start? 50s. It, a top 50 hit all the way from the 1950s through the aughts, through the 2000s. I mean, it could have been a like duo. 59. Oh, how about Hall and Oates? Hall and Oates. I mean, 50s. I think they started later than that. The answer is the Isley Brothers. Oh, okay. Never would have gotten that out of me. I think the one that they had in the 2000s was with R. Kelly. I remember the Isley Brothers being in an R. Kelly music video. Sorry. What's their big hit? Their big, Hmm. like big famous. Come on, Steve. Okay, you should have known on. this before you even brought I'm it up. I'm sorry, ma'am. Please forgive me. It's all right. Um, oh, you mean probably Voyage to Atlantis? Oh, Do you mean oh, Shout? Oh, I love Parts Summer one Breeze. And two? Summer Breeze. Testify. This but, Old Heart of Mine. Who's that lady? Who's that lady? There you go. Um, let's see. Love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. They wrote that. Wow. Yeah. I guess. See the Jeez. I love Summer Breeze. Is that the Summer Breeze I'm thinking of? I don't summer know. Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Contagious. And the jasmine harmony there. That was, yeah, that, you stumbled into that, lady. That sounded really, really nice. Thanks. Don and Donna, you guys would have made a killer ladies. <laughs> Folk rock. For, for people that are high that like everything. Yes. <laughs> Target, find your audience and serve them. Just phoning it in <laughs> at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, like two drink minimums. It's a two blunt minimum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drug terms. Steve. I always get nervous when I use drug terms in a sentence without you making don't know a big right. yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, after Julia Roberts broke off her engagement with Kiefer Sutherland in 1990. <gasps> that was a huge huge story i didn't know that that happened oh it's like she took off with what's his face um who's the actor jason patrick oh is that sound right oh Oh, it was like total runaway bride oh Oh, and she was in runaway bride yes art life life art anyway after she broke off that engagement with Kiefer sutherland back in 1990 31 years ago he took up steer roping and actually became a rodeo tournament winner. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. Yeah. He's just pretending it was Julia Roberts trying to capture oh, her again. trying to get her back. When did she date Lyle Lovett? Remember that? Oh, they married. Oh, they mm. married. Um, that had to be like maybe 2000? Okay. Dude, I don't Lyle. know. Lyle. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I love it. Remind us of someone from The Simpsons. Uh, I know. Don't, hey, don't rope us into this. All of us. Didn't don't we all used to think this is right? Way? Who was I it? mean, he looks kind of cartoonish. He he definitely does. Am I thinking of Krusty the Clown? He's really good, by the way. Hmm. His, I mean, his I mean, music is okay. so great. Yeah. So good. Um, they married in... Um, she was 25. He was 35. Ah. Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. That's oh, what I'm thinking of. Is 92. that Lyle Lovett? Yeah. His hair. Yeah, right? Yeah, and ears and face thank you see we <laughs> 92 all used to say that hey lyle why the long face oh. donna i have a long face i could say it that's right that's you like not. i do too no she does it's like people, <laughs> she said it i don't know yeah, it's fine. um it's like donna and i both have if i may donna <laughs> sure, um, <laughs> non-discreet noses not nondescript our noses are big our noses are big. mine's big pointy we have a pointy nose noses, whatever i once had an editor say when i came into her editing bay to check on a, a story that she was working on uh-huh. she, she was very funny and she said you know i could actually see you coming a few steps ago because your nose came into frame <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, oh my gosh. It. Oh, i got no so shame uh, uh let's you see know, here it's great we just breathe just go once yep. a day. One time One in the morning. Time. That's it. Check that box. Moving on. Other. See, this is the top shelf nose humor that you get if you're a part of the big nose club. Everybody else is like, oh that was... Oh, gosh. You guys, you guys don't have big noses. <laughs> oh, God. Don't lie to us. Do I? <laughs> no, you have a little nose. Yeah, no, you have a teeny I nose. don't. I should get it shaped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the point where like, why bother? Noses. Oh. They're too big. They're too small. I just think I wish my eyes were further apart, and there's nothing you can do about that. Oh, there's not. There's no surgery. <laughs> the You're eye separation. Out your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, um, let's see. This is fun. Tennessee, not fun if you live in Tennessee. Tennessee has the highest tax on beer of any state $1.29 tax per gallon. Tax. Huh. Wyoming has the lowest. At two cents per gallon. What I have to tell you, I don't know what's taxed, what's not. Like when I lived in New Jersey, there were like people would go to New York to buy clothes because there was no tax on clothing. Yeah. But there's tax in New Jersey, and like here, I don't know. Is there tax on clothes? You know, there are I some. I have no idea. Yes. Is there tax on food? There isn't tax on food, which is shocking to me. I figured that out after two years. I was like, oh. wow, wow, cool. Let's dance. You know, people who talk about taxes a lot. Yeah. I'm like, we gotta. You're stressing yourself out. You're not gonna change it, man. Hey, man. Just pay him, man. Let's just dance, man. I like this song. Me too. It's weekend. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah, the weekend can't do anything wrong. Except win well. an award. Oh, oh my God. God. Be right back. Come on. <laughs> We're having fun. 
If you're a parent like me, you understand how hard it can be to work out at home. That's why you will love going to the Y. They have group exercise classes, and it's safe and clean with limited admittance, hand sanitizer everywhere, and well-spaced equipment. And you can even earn a free month if you join by March 31st. So just go to ymcanorth.org. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve, you're killing it. You're watching stuff and finishing it. I'm very oh, no. impressed with you. Oh, no. This is what people do. <laughs> um, I watched two things that I would uh, recommend to two different audiences. First of all, we mentioned this briefly yesterday, but I thought the newest Pixar movie, Raya and the Last Dragon, which was released in theaters and on Disney+, Plus, if you pay for their premiere access, which means pay us $30 now, and you get it three months before everybody else gets it. So I did that because I thought, whatever, we haven't taken them to the movie in a while, so I've done this a couple of times throughout the year. Okay. It was so good. It was just so enjoyable. Sit back and enjoy it. It starts quick. It has a really good pace. It's about 95 minutes. Not that any animated movies are ever long, but you know, occasionally they'll throw in a couple extra scenes where you're like, okay, we could have wrapped this up. Um, it was really really good and i will say this if you appreciate the the evolution of animation i know i'm talking to geeks out there but if you appreciate that you know thinking back to disney with snow white their first release back in the 30s almost a century later where animation has has come it is so so pretty so really? pretty and the and the score is really nice too so there are multiple times where we're watching it and saying to each other wow that's pretty isn't it Oh man, listen to that music and then the scene that you're seeing. It's it's very fun and I don't I won't even tell you anything about the plot. It's a Pixar movie. I mean it's good. It's a fuller story than Disney movies used to be. It's a good girl power movie. Okay. I'll tell you that. Great. Great, great, great. So watch that if you want to drop thirty bucks, or you can watch it at a theater right now. Uh thirty dollars is yeah. no seems like a no, lot. No. I know. Guys, I know. The, okay. I know. Especially when you're already paying for the service. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay? Listen, you... But listen, you don't have kids. He's got four little. kids. It's, you it's know, worth it. five bucks a pop, then yes. five bucks for you Make and them your pay you. Lou That's was out of town. Thought. Oh. And oh, so yeah. I got, didn't want to... I couldn't go... I Desperate wanted, I, times call for desperate <laughs> Well, no, I would have taken them to the theater, which I think would have been more fun. Um... But the little guy is a theater ruiner. Like, I can't take Dev to a theater oh, right now if oh, I want to relax at all. Me. Yes. So we have to Too. time it around his nap and then watch Got the it. movie. Yeah, <laughs> and he could just get mad all of a sudden and then it's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Abs- yes, Don. Put her down for a yakwa. I enjoyed yaqua. so much that little video after his bath. That you took oh, that's on your Instagram. I haven't wa- seen oh, it. Oh my gosh! Everybody after a bath is so happy. And though, right? well, he's kind of just normal, and then <laughs> something happens to his eyes that it's like almost like a cartoon where they just light up and start sparkling, and he looks like slightly crazy, but it's so crazy really eyes. cute. Yeah, they were crazy oh, eyes. Oh, follow Steve, KSTP Steve. Yes, please. Yes, um, please. All right, now you watch something that I knew you watched, so I try to watch it and you know i it's the last blockbuster and i almost watched the the college admission scandal thing i saw both available and i thought donna's gonna watch that Mm -hmm. i'll watch the last last blockbuster 
Um, and I actually started the college admissions thing, and I was like, I'm not in this vibe right now. It's the end of a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so this documentary is all about that last standing blockbuster now on planet Earth. It's in Bend, Oregon, and it outlasted three other ones that were scattered throughout Alaska. But this is, I would recommend this documentary, which, again, is about 90 minutes. About 70 minutes too long. Okay. Uh, I would recommend this. <laughs> it is boring. To any movie buff or just like a, if you consider yourself a movie fan and you have nostalgia mm-hmm. for what blockbuster was and how dominant they were and the experience of going to the movie store then i think that you will really like it i mean i didn't love it i just found it to be a nice easy watch and i also found it somewhat interesting that the the blockbuster that is in bend oregon it has popped up in the news at various times mm-hmm. first of all they don't run the twitter handle um the last blockbuster they don't run that at all they oh. are the last blockbuster but it, that's a totally separate account and they were asked about that at one point do you guys ever watch that twitter do you ever see the things that they say um and they they do casually but they have nothing to do with it but you know we've seen it on the news saying you can win a one night stay mm-hmm. at this la- last blockbuster the pictures before have made it seem like wow they've really kind of commercialed this up and made it almost a living museum is how i thought of it in my head mm. It's not at all. It is in a it strip mall. Like, it looks like a blockbuster. Any blockbuster. Any blockbuster. Strip mall that's next to probably a lottery store. And it uh. is. <laughs> but everyone who goes in says, oh, it still smells the same. Yeah. And there's something about the yellow and the blue. Yeah. And there are various celebrities who chime in throughout it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots. Fun. Lots. Yeah. You know, I, I, what I did like about it was that I did learn something. Like, I never really understood that... Okay, so how they worked with the movie studios Hmm. and how they, you know, they would charge $100 for the movies. Yeah. The the stores would buy them, Mm -hmm. the movies. That's how the movie studios made money. And then the rental, the blockbuster would make money by renting them out and then making their money back and then some. Well, this this manager of the Blockbuster, who's called the Blockbuster Mom, and she's been working at that Blockbuster for 15 years. Sandy Harding is her name, I believe. Sandy Harding, she says she's employed just about every teenager who's come through her little town in Bend, Oregon. Um, she, on Tuesdays, that's DVD release day. Right, yes. So she goes to Walmart or Target and buys them. Yes, if, and then, if they don't get them. And yeah. then rents them out. Or if someone comes in and says, oh, I would really like that movie, she goes out, buys the movie, and then people can come in and uh and rent it i thought hmm. it was quite quite an enjoyable trip down nostalgia lane i have a question for you please don't so uh if you're just joining us we're talking about the movie the lack the last blockbuster which is on netflix what was the reference to david cook from american idol oh. because <laughs> is, is he related to the uh, the cook guy no no they this they're is edited this is edited in a funny way and so they're referencing one of the players in this story is a man by the name of David Cook and they showed a picture of David Cook the oh. former American Idol contestant and in parentheses they put not this David Cook. Okay, I missed that because I was going to rewind. Funny. Okay. Yeah. Is Kevin Smith behind this cuz he's in this a lot? I don't think he's behind it. I think he's he is just a I mean a movie buff through and through and so he was just one of the Hollywood talking heads. Doug Benson, funny actor, um he is in this quite a bit and ends up making a trip to that blockbuster. But they all they all talk so romantically yeah. about what yeah. that experience yeah. was like. 
and how you know, like this, this the 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 last blockbuster in Bend. They're not there for nostalgia sake they're trying to keep blockbuster alive yeah and so they keep getting dish bought blockbuster years ago and they are trying to get dish to renew their one-year lease one year at a time and so dish at the end of the documentary spoiler there's some news about what dish does moving forward and so that waits for you at the end of the documentary but they're fighting tooth and nail to keep this place up and running the woman has done over 500 interviews this blockbuster mom Mm. she's all over the place and has been for years and will be even more so now that this documentary came out just this past week right on netflix they also say that netflix was not the reason that that they went down because they did offer a similar service and they they thought that they actually were offering something more interesting which okay. was you could go and rent your dvds there yeah. they would also send you dvds that you could just instead of sending them back in the mail and then waiting for new ones to come to you um, you could then just drop them off in person at Blockbuster, and then you didn't have to wait for the processing time like you did in the early days with Netflix. You send it back, oh right, and you'd right, have to wait right, right. three or four days yeah. before you got It'll your new scan it DVDs. Right there. Yeah, right. so they had a competitive business model. The problem was they did not have a lot of um, cash reserves at the time that they really figured out that format to go head to head with Netflix, and that was right around 2008 during the recession. And so they just didn't have the money to fall back on. So then they end up getting bought out by Dish. But they were being competitive and actually figured out a point counterpoint to what Netflix was offering. Right. You know, there has to still be a market for video, for lack of a better term, video rentals, mm-hmm. because there's red boxes all over the place. Yes. All over the place. Yeah. A lot of McDonald's. You walk yeah. in, there's a red box mm-hmm. there. Grocery so, stores. Yes. Right. Exactly. So gas stations, the holiday gas stations have red boxes. So it makes you wonder if there were video stores still in existence, could they survive? Because people are obviously renting videos or DVDs rather. Yeah, it's a good question. Now, the biggest question is if they could do it over. I think we all know the answer. Netflix. um Blockbuster had an opportunity to buy Netflix mm-hmm. early for $50 million, I believe it was. And they said no. And now Blockbuster, which at the time, and they kept stating this, was an absolute monster, a total corporate behemoth. It was huge. They were everywhere, 9,000 stores throughout the country. And now there's one. They were so big. And then they turned down Netflix for whatever reason. And boy, if they could redo that. Mm. You know, yeah. and then we wouldn't be watching things on Netflix. We're watching them on Blockbuster Total Access. They right. even pulled up the Blockbuster logo with Netflix's yeah. to show you, like, what would this have looked like? Yeah. So it's fun. It's on yeah. Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. Uh, okay. If you're a movie fan or no one, recommend it to them. All right. Real quick, I just want to tell you uh, about a new reality competition that's coming because I thought it was really cool. Um, so... Mattel is developing a reality show. It's a series called Barbie Fashion Battle, where people, like real human beings, create miniature high fashion collections (laughs) for Barbie. Then they're presented um, in this uh, these reveal sequences, and 
I mean, these are like up and coming designers just making miniature clothes. And there are 12 designers. They're going to be split among two fashion houses, which will each be headed by a celebrity fashion icon. And the winner will get, you know, some kind of cash prize. But there's no word on what that amount is. And they also get the chance to design a line of Barbie clothes for Mattel. Oh, cool. So right now there's no streaming service or, or outlet attached to it. but um, And no word on who the celebrities will be. But I love this concept. That's cool. Yeah. Love it. I love oh. it. I love it. We'll keep you in Boston. Nice drive. Thanks, Steve. You guys, I just wanted to mention on the bendblockbuster.com, if you want to support them, there are a whole bunch of things that you can purchase and have shipped to you, like socks. Oh, fun. Um, T-shirts, hats, um, just fun stuff. Love it. Steve, you should have that Sandy on Twin Cities Live. Thanks, Donna. You're welcome. So, yeah, she would do it too. They do Skype stuff <laughs> yeah, all the time. They I show heard them doing interviews all throughout. Work, yeah. I think she's her phone is always ready. I don't think there's a single one she has said no to. Um, a because it's a fun opportunity, obviously, but also because she's thinking the more positive PR we have about this, yeah, yeah, the more dish would have to think, why Why do we want to do this? Kevin Smith said toward the end of the documentary, look, you got a great opportunity for just good PR. You can just say, we're just going to let you keep going. Yeah. And, and we've got other bigger fish to fry, and this is holding a special place in a lot of people's hearts. People coming from Brazil, from Spain, <laughs> no, just to just go there. Constantly just taking pictures in front of it. They know, must get there and long. think, oh boy, this sure is a strip mall. What are we going to do after Blockbuster? Applebee's? Oh, yeah. Never say never, right? All right, when we come back, if you see something, say something. Um, I saw what William Shatner gave himself for his 90th <laughs> birthday, which was this week, and I would like to know what you guys think of it, okay? Wonderful. All right, we'll be right back on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the show, the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. William Shatner is boldly going where no one has gone before. <laughs> so on Monday, as in yesterday, um, he celebrated his 90th birthday and decided to mark the occasion by joining StoryFile as a brand ambassador. So this mm. makes him the first person now to create an AI-powered interactive conversational video for friends and family to interact with him long after he's gone. Oh. You guys may have seen this on CBS Sunday Morning. I think did like they have a museum, and I think it's with um, a bunch of Holocaust survivors and oh. testing this out and. It's really interesting. It's it's almost like you go to the museum and you ask a question and the person is pro, mm-hmm. you know, programmed to answer. It and and it's real people sitting there answering the questions but they're anticipating some of the questions that they might get. So that's what the the chat 
Meister is doing. <laughs> but it, you're saying it's real people at the museum. Is, isn't this a on video? AI? Oh, okay. So it's on video or like a hologram-ish okay. kind of thing. Oh, cool. So they have all these lights on them to create the effect mm-hmm. in post-production. And so William Shatner said, this is for all my children and all my children's children and all my children's loved ones and all the loved ones of the loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, this is my gift to you. Um through time what do you think of this interesting (laughs) i think we have him a clip of him Mm -hmm. talking about it i don't know if he says much more but here imagine if you could record yourself in a way that future generations hundreds of years from now could talk to you and you could talk back that's possible with storyfile we can now be present in the future your authentic self for all time. Hmm. The future is now. I would prefer that music bed to be a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I'm fully behind that. Could take the girl out of radio. Yep, <laughs> take right. the radio out of the girl. Pop that down a little bit, yeah. please. Yeah, um, I'm fully behind that. You I are. like it. Okay. Yep. I do because, too. you know, I just think anyone who's lost anyone. You know, what would you give to have one more conversation with the person? No, I get it. Mm. That can't happen. But And it would be a fabricated thing. But if wouldn't that bring some level of comfort if you could yeah. talk to it and say, how are you doing today? And however they program this so that the answers are there. Mm-hmm. And he I says, bet. good, how are you? I mean, that's like all you need to get through a day, right? I guess. I mean, there... <laughs> I know there's a creepy side to it. No, I mean, there... I, I have... Um... I have a friend whose grandfather, um, we did a video with him talking about life growing up. It was like an interview thing. Yes, so this, yes. this type of thing exists on a different, you know, obviously a more basic form where there's a, I think there's a company in Minneapolis that puts it all together with pictures and, you know, place, you know, pictures of places that he's talking about and, trying to make a miniature movie out of it, like a little mm-hmm. documentary for the person. So right. I get the value in, in this. There's something about the interaction, which is really unique. And I don't know how much, I guess you could choose how much you record and how much you don't and how the interaction actually plays out. But if you could say, like, even if even if it's the same style of recording, right? What was your favorite memory growing up as a kid? Tell me about the first time sure. you played. There's something about you being able to say it to them. Hey, could you tell me about it? And it somehow the technology responding to what you've said. Mm-hmm. That yeah. subtle difference, as opposed to just playing the DVD or just playing sure. the recording, feels like it could be really powerful. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you feel about when Kanye gave Kim the hologram of her father i thought it was cool you did it too yeah i I, in there again i think if you're on the far side of grief any anything anything you can give me i'll take anything i can't have them back i'll take anything else you have that is a little bit of them even if it's a hologram i get it some people thought that was creepy but it seemed really cool to me okay I like hologram technology. I'm bummed that it hasn't taken off more. When 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 Tupac showed up at Coachella 12 years ago or whatever it was, I thought it was really going to take off. It didn't. It didn't. 
sorry about that. I got to go off script. Okay. Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was trending on Twitter this morning. Now General Mills is trending on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why. There's a guy who took a picture and said, <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, why are there shrimp tails? In my Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ew. Oh, oh, no. This guy's name is Jensen Carp. Mm-hmm. Oh, his and, name's Carp figures. Uh, K. It's spelled with a K if that helps. Okay. Um, anyway, he now he's in this back and forth with General Mills and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, who's saying, no, that's sugar. And he's saying, no, those are shrimp tails. His latest, <laughs> One of his latest tweets says, okay, after further investigation with my eyes, these are cinnamon-coated shrimp tails, no, you weirdos. Please. I wasn't all that mad until you now tried to gaslight me because Cinnamon Toast Crunch had said, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of the cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when the ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. We assure you there's no possibility of cross-contamination <laughs> with shrimp. Well, that's good. I don't, what would shrimp be doing in a cereal factory? Apparently someone then showed something that there had been a previous cross-contamination of shrimp in, in blueberries. Um, oh, no. Not that long ago. So I'm just saying if you notice that Cinnamon Toast Crunch or General Mills is trending, it's because of that. And if you have a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it doesn't hurt to just watch as you pour. All right. <laughs> when we come back, um, Lemmy from Motorhead has become Uh-oh. a bullet. I'll explain that. And a meatloaf song will become a reality show. We'll discuss all of that in the beat. Coming up. Bye, John. Thank you. Bye. See you tomorrow.